Deuteronomy 31. Moses went and spoke all these words to Israel. He said to them, I am 120 years old today. I can no more go out and come in. Yahweh has said to me, you shall not go over the Jordan. Yahweh your God himself will go over before you. He will destroy these nations from before you and you shall dispossess them. Joshua will go over before you as Yahweh has spoken. Yahweh will do to them as he did to Sihon and to Og, the kings of the Amorites, and to their land when he destroyed them. Yahweh will deliver them up before you, and you shall do to them according to all the commandment which I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or scared of them, for Yahweh your God himself is who goes with you. He will not fail you nor forsake you. Moses called to Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you shall go with this people into the land which Yahweh has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. Yahweh himself is who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not fail you nor forsake you. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Moses wrote this law and delivered it to the priests of the sons of Levi, who bore the Ark of Yahweh's covenant and to all the elders of Israel. Moses commanded them, saying, At the end of every seven years, in the set time of the year of release, in the Feast of Booths, when all Israel has come to appear before Yahweh your God, in the place which he will choose, you shall read this law before Israel in their hearing. Assemble the people, the men and the women and the little ones, and the foreigners who are within your gates, that they may hear, learn, fear Yahweh your God, and observe to do all the words of this law, and that their children who have not known may hear and learn to fear Yahweh your God as long as you live, in the land where you go over the Jordan to possess it. Yahweh said to Moses, Behold, your days approach that you must die. Call Joshua, and present yourself in the tent of meeting, that I may commission him. Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves in the tent of meeting. Yahweh appeared in the tent in a pillar of cloud, and the pillar of cloud stood over the tent's door. Yahweh said to Moses, Behold, you shall sleep with your fathers. This people will rise up and play the prostitute after the strange gods of the land, where they go to be among them, and will forsake me and break my covenant which I have made with them. Then my anger shall be kindled against them in that day, and I will forsake them, and I will hide my face from them, and they shall be devoured, and many evils and troubles shall come on them, so that they will say in that day, Haven't these evils come on us because our God is not among us? I will surely hide my face in that day for all the evil which they have done, and that they have turned to other gods." Now therefore, write this song for yourselves, and teach it to the children of Israel. Put it in their mouths, that this song may be a witness for me against the children of Israel. For when I have brought them into the land which I swore to their fathers, flowing with milk and honey, and they have eaten and filled themselves and grown fat, then they will turn to other gods and serve them, and despise me and break my covenant. It will happen, when many evils and troubles have come on them, that this song will testify before them as a witness. For it will not be forgotten out of the mouths of their descendants. For I know their ways and what they are doing today, before I have brought them into the land which I promised them. 
So Moses wrote this song the same day and taught it to the children of Israel. He commissioned Joshua son of Nun and said, Be strong and courageous, for you shall bring the children of Israel into the land which I swore to them, I will be with you. When Moses had finished writing the words of the law in a book until they were finished, Moses commanded the Levites who bore the Ark of Yahweh's covenant, saying, Take this book of the law and put it by the side of the Ark of Yahweh, your God's covenant, that it may be there for a witness against you. For I know your rebellion and your stiff neck. Behold, while I am yet alive with you today, you have been rebellious against Yahweh. How much more after my death? Assemble to me all the elders of your tribes and your officers, that I may speak these words in their ears and call heaven and earth to witness against them. For I know that after my death you will be utterly corrupt and turn away from the way which I have commanded you, and evil will happen to you in the latter days, because you will do that which is evil in Yahweh's sight, to provoke him to anger through the work of your heads. Moses spoke in the ears of the assembly of Israel the words of this song until they were finished. So this is Deuteronomy 31, and Moses is just a few days away from dying. Joshua is about to be the new leader. He's been hugely faithful. Joshua has been everywhere with Moses, has done everything with him that he needed to do, and there hasn't been a single thing that Joshua has done that you can find fault with. And Joshua is a picture of Jesus. In fact, the name Jesus is the Greek way of saying Joshua. Well, it's the English anglicized way of saying the Greek name Joshua, because in the Greek language there's no letter J. Um, but Hoshea and Jesus is Yeshua, it's the same name. And so we've got here a picture of a very, very faithful person in God's house, who's Joshua, who's about to lead the people into the land of promise, and that's Jesus. He, he's the one who leads us into our promises. And when we get to the book of Joshua in just a few chapters' time, we'll talk more about that. In verse 2, Moses says he's 120 years old and he cannot go in and cannot come out. Now, some people think, oh, the poor bloke, he's gotten so old, he can hardly walk. <laughs> but no, that's not the case. Later on in Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 7, Moses says that his eye, his eye wasn't dim and his vigor was not abated. In other words, he was still strong and he could see. There's no contradiction here. Moses couldn't go in because the Lord wouldn't let him go in. Moses had got to the point where his duties had finished and the Lord had said to him, you are not going in. And that's why he said he couldn't go in or come out. And um, it, it just was a permission problem. He didn't have permission. <laughs> and so it was time to hand over to the new leader. In verses 9 to 13, Moses tells them, he says, Every seven years when you gather, you know, at the Feast of Booths, in the place that God has called, in other words, in Jerusalem or in Shiloh, where you gather for the Feast of Tabernacles every seven years, the words of the law were to be read to everyone so that the little ones would understand. They had a system that was being put in place so that the Bible would be read, or at least the first five books, would be read to everyone, and they would all regularly hear the things that God had to say. And so we see right at the beginning of the Bible that Bible reading is encouraged. <laughs> it's not said in the same way that preachers tell people to read their Bibles and pray every day, but you can see how God established a system so that people would, would hear the whole of his word every seven years 
and including the children that were growing up, would be hearing it. And I have to say that reading the Bible regularly and making sure your children hear what the Bible has to say is very, very crucial and very, very important. If you don't have a system in place, it won't happen. Um, so it's important to form a habit of it. And then, then, you know, and some people have good intentions and they want to start reading their Bible and it's a big start and a bit stop and it's hard to get going. Well, look, it's important to make sure you get a habit going and then it'll be easier to maintain after that. And uh, I tell young people in our church to get some of these, these um, habit-forming apps that you can get today. There are apps that, that you have streaks and you can, you can try to develop a streak and then after you've had a streak going for 20 days, you don't want to break it and start again. There are apps that give you reminders at certain times of the day. There are things that you can do to um, make sure you're getting the Bible into you. And of course, maybe this, these videos are helpful and maybe you can uh, have a system where while you drive to work, you listen to the Bible videos. You've got to come up with a system to read the Bible. Very, very important. And if you're parents, you need to do this with your children. I read the Bible to my children dinner times. Now, because I'm in um, ministry, some evenings I'm not at home. Tuesday and Friday nights, I'm not at home. Sometimes we're at other people's homes for meals. I obviously don't read the Bible on those nights. But on the other nights when we sit down for a family meal, we read the Bible. And right now we're up to Ezra chapter 7. We start at the beginning of the Bible. It's a chapter every time we eat. And um, I skipped Leviticus and Numbers, some of the parts of Exodus that were hard to understand. I skipped Chronicles 1 and 2 because a lot of the information is the same as what was in Kings. And Chronicles is also full of lots of names and numbers and, and things that are just boring for children. I skip them. We won't be skipping them when we do these videos because there's a lot to learn in there. But for my own children, I skip them. And this um, here was saying that the law of the Lord had to be read so that the little ones would hear it. And I encourage you to do the same too. In verses 14 and 15, there's a little tiny handing over ceremony where both Moses and Joshua have to present themselves to the Lord in the tent of meeting and the Lord appears to them both and speaks to them both. I think it's a wonderful moment. And um, and uh, it's a little sad that Moses' life ends the way it does, but at the same time, Moses um, could never have taken the people into the promised land. He, he was a picture of Christ in a different type of way, but Joshua was a picture of Christ in another way again. Very, very important. Finally, the end of this chapter, it talks about a song. God gave Moses a song. He had to teach the children this song and it was going to be a witness against them because in the future they were going to have their hearts turn away from the Lord and this song was going to witness. Now this song, which the next chapter, chapter 32, is the song and we're going to cover that tomorrow. But this song is an interesting song. It's full of things that we'll talk about tomorrow. But I want to say that in the Bible, we've got here Deuteronomy 31, uh, 32, the Song of Moses. In Psalms chapter 90, we have a psalm which is called the Prayer of Moses. Now, you keep in mind that all psalms are songs. So we've got two songs of Moses right there. But Psalm 91, which is also one of the most famous of all the psalms, it's the psalm that a lot of Christians pray every day because it's for protection. But the language in Psalm 91 and Psalm 90, those two psalms, is so, so similar. When you go to your Bible and you open it to Psalm 91, it, it, just, it doesn't say who the author of that psalm is. It's anonymous. 
but I think that it's Moses. And other Christians I've spoken with who've known, they've read the Bible for a long time, they think the same thing. And Jewish tradition tells us that Psalm 91, which is also a song, is a song of Moses. Now, if you get, I'm just trying to think of who it is, it's, it was the early Greek Christians, they thought it was a, so, a Psalm of David. Well, I don't know if they're right or not. But I, I'm going to go with, with my gut feeling, and I'm going to say that Psalm 91 is a, psalm of, a song of Moses. And if that's true, then there are three songs in the Bible that Moses has given to us. The song we're going to talk about tomorrow, Deuteronomy 32, and Psalm 90, and Psalm 91. And all three of them are just wonderful, wonderful songs. And I think Moses was a great, great man. He wasn't just a teacher. He wasn't just a leader. It turns out he was a great songwriter and a great worshipper. And I can't think of anyone in the Bible apart from Jesus. I mean, there are lots of people, but you know, anyone greater than Moses. And if you want to copy someone as far as faithfulness, devotion to the Lord, obeying the Lord to a fault, except in that one occasion, it's Moses. And humble humility, it's Moses. A great man to admire and to love. Father, I want to thank you for this chapter, Deuteronomy 31. I thank you, Lord, that, that you're a God that blesses your people. I thank you, Lord, that you're a God of generations. I thank you that as Moses retired, that you raised up Joshua, a picture of Christ. And Lord, that you lead your people into good things. And Lord, I ask that you would lead us into good things too. Lead all my listeners into the things of God. Lord, bring us into the blessings of the Lord today and in our future. In Jesus' name, amen.